This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show with me, Stamford Chidge. And this will be a joyous show, I can guarantee you that. Uh, Not least, of course, because I I am aided and abetted, as always, by the uh, legendary Duke of Kid, Mr. Jonathan Ah. Kid. (laughs) I love it. Duke, 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 Duke of Kid. We've we've set a precedent now. I'm going to have to sing that every time, you know that, every time you introduce me is that. Duke of Kid. Kid this Kid. will be the last time I introduce him as the Duke of Kid. Thank you very much. There was an opportunity to sing that anyway. Um, love to be on the show with such fantastic guests. And um, uh, particularly after the uh, the week of, um, of uh, joy and celebration that has since descended upon us, since uh, we actually managed to get our act together. Um, but yeah, uh, I've, uh, I've enjoyed the, uh, the fallout. Um, I was enjoyed both of his press conferences where he was as as banal and dull and shit as always. But who oh, cares? I, I no, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, yeah, we'll in a minute. Who... anyway, lovely to have two people on the show tonight. We have um, um, the, the great historian. We have the great um, uh, knowledge, the great person who expresses herself brilliantly about our team. And um, I miss her articles so much. It is the the girl um, with balls herself. It is, of course, the fantastic Alex Churchill. Hello. I had a conversation with Carolyn today, uh, my bestie, um, that revolved on, you know, when you say, like, get some balls, you've got no balls, or show yeah. you've got some balls. We were like, but they're a bit shit and dangly and fragile, and if <laughs> you touch them, people, like, lose their shit with you. Like, they go, ow, ow, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we yeah. need another appendage to talk about. Just, just... Oh, but I think it, I think it's sorry, sorry, I think it's actually it, it, the symbol is more bulls bollocks as the kind of image, you know, because they're not uh, okay. They're sort of big and, and yeah, they're cojones. Of, they're big scrotum, <laughs> big sack. You know? yeah. Did you know that the medical name for testicles, or the bit inside the testicles, is is orchids, Alex? Which kind of bears your point out. Is it? It is. Oh. 
Did you know that that useless bit of skin that goes from there to your bum hole is called a gooch? It's a really good insult to throw at people at football because they don't know what it means. Is that why Gucci got their name? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who else have we got on the show tonight, JK? Oh, it's uh, it's like a bad penny. <laughs> That's horrible. Can't every, that. week, every week he's on. I, does he have nothing else to do? Just ears and that. No, he doesn't. He's shaking his head. But, Stealing uh, your limelight. Yes. Oh, how dare he? Absolutely. No, deservedly so, because he is Mr. Knowledge. And we love having him on here. Um, and he is uh, the great football.london journalist. And he really adds uh, an enormous dimension to our show. And um, um, it is, of course, the excellent Adam Newsom. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you, JFK. And no, I don't often have much better things to do. Because I have a small child, so I don't really have much of a life anymore. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, Adam, lovely to see you. It was really lovely to see you in the in the pub as well last weekend. Uh, shame, I, I it was a bit mad in there. And I know you you had to dash off, otherwise I'd have bought you a beer at the very least. Um, right on the show tonight, uh, we are going to review the Chelsea versus Borussia Dortmund match, which of course is is going to be wonderful to do. And in part two, we are going to preview the uh, Leicester versus Chelsea match. So there's uh, quite a lot on the show tonight. Um, well, 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 well. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing at this because I spent the two matches uh, previewing the the Borussia Dortmund matches telling everybody, I'm sorry, but the Bundesliga is pony. We should have humped them 4-0 away. German football's crap, European football's crap, because basically the Premier League is such a monster, a behemoth. And we have all the best players and all that. And then, of course, we beat uh, Dortmund 2-0 at home. And it, all in the media on the way back in the car, I was getting, oh, Borussia Dortmund, probably the informed team in Europe and uh, haven't lost since the last World uh, since the World Cup. And I'm thinking, are they gaslighting me? What's going on here? But hey, nevertheless, apparently Dortmund a good JK. And we done good. Uh, we did marvellously with some outstanding performances from players that we'd uh, um, presume would never, ever perform like that again, particularly under this manager. Um, specifically, um, uh, Havertz, who was brilliant, possibly his best game ever for Chelsea so far. But, Jidge, as you keep saying all the time, not playing a number nine, but playing in between the two. And so Jidge is waggling his hands in, in, in waggling in, my ass in, as well mate in, in, in celebration in, in, in and everything um uh defensively um Koulibaly looked great and um, and we actually did predict this on the show we did suggest that he would be better in a european situation and also what they don't do and i'll just get to the players quickly cucarella was man of the match which was completely took us by surprise Can i just say if anyone if anyone had said you know when you saw the team and you saw we were playing a back three and he was in it who yeah. didn't shit their pants if anyone yeah. puts their hand up they're lying everybody thought it would go down that side and they'd score four but anyway yeah, yeah. but i agree chilwell was magnificent james had a brilliant second half um uh felix just is i keep going on about this but he so much is the is the the skillful cement in the setup, or the lovely back heels and little volleys and passes and chips over the top. I love him. And it, clearly there's something that happens at 65 minutes and he's replaced by um, uh, um, the, the great Connor, who was brilliant and offers something completely different, but, you know, and who knows whether the club are going to keep him, but was superb. Um, uh, and who else was, uh, was uh, Sterling, 
Sterling plays a very, it was actually shit, actually, let's be honest, for the first 20 minutes. But he plays a very specific role, which is just getting ahead all the time and allows, in this instance, he, he, play, he bizarrely, he's playing the, the Werner role. I can't believe I'm saying this. Well, almost is, exactly, considering how many times he was offside. Yeah, <laughs> very true. But he, he um, it's the speedy one. It allows then Havertz to actually sit back a bit. But, um, um, and I love the goal, but because it was beautifully described by, by, by somebody, which journalists, I don't know, they're both useless and brilliant in the same moment, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. The fact that air shot, then a tackle that come, falls in his favour and then blasts it with the other foot into the roof of the net. But, um, you know, it was a very impressive performance. But the, the caveat would be um, nobody in the Premier League plays like they played, which is um, pressing further up the pitch and leaving all the space because everybody in the Premier League plays with a low block. And we're crap at dealing with the low block. And um, we'll get on to this. But the fact that James isn't playing tomorrow just fills me with absolute dismay. Um, but I predicted that the other day. I said, he'll, you know, we're bound to have somebody essential not playing. Um, who play wonderfully. But yeah, it was um it was it was it was great to see the whole thing gel and people play above themselves and play the way that we they should be playing. I mean Fernandez and Kovacic together is a very good pairing. I'm very impressed yeah, by I that. I thought the cover was excellent again. Um yeah. brilliant. Well well summarized JK. Almost as good as there's some weird bloke who does things on the Chelsea Fancast Twitter thing called Fanby. I don't know if you've well, come really yeah, yeah he's, he's a chancer. Yeah, yeah. But it was almost as good as that actually. But uh, Adam, I've been dying to ask you this question since uh, I knew you were coming on. Um and uh, the question for you is, where did that performance come from? Because, I mean, I was there. It was utterly brilliant. I mean, it was like it was like old Chelsea. It was, you know, Europe. It's going to sound like a scouser here. European nights under the lights, you know. But it it was the atmosphere was great. The players turned up. They showed fight. It was where the hell did that performance come from? Because it seemed to come out of nowhere because they've not played like that for well since Juventus Juventus under Tuchel I would go back that far probably a combination of things I think the fact that the fans there were there were a good few hundred fans outside the ground before kickoff to welcome the team in itself was was probably important it, it emphasized the the sort of stakes that Chelsea needed to, to sort of raise themselves to I thought the the fact that there was still this concern over Graham Potter's future and and you saw at full time actually the relationship he has with a lot of these players. It isn't as if the, they have absolutely turned on him that we've seen before, before at Chelsea. There was huge embraces between him and a lot of players, and it, it just does show you, you know, they they do like him and, and they do want him to be the coach. It's not as if it is a maybe an AVB situation where they've completely gone against him. Um, and ultimately, I think probably the biggest motivating factor was that if Chelsea had lost this game, then their season would have been effectively over with three months to go. So you put all of that together, you put it into the mix, and it was a very, very good performance. And as uh, JK very eloquently went through everyone, I mean, Kukurea was brilliant. Havertz was absolutely outstanding. Chilwell was fantastic. He is pretty much back to his best now, I would say, physically. Um, and and he offers so much from that wing-back position. Uh, I just sort of put this out on... Twitter during the game, the the timing and appreciation of when to make his runs chill well to get behind defenses consistently is is absolutely top level. Um, he is a he's a different wing back in in terms of James because we know Reese is probably a little bit more 
is is probably a little bit better on the ball in tighter areas and, and can do more probably in the box. But you know, Chilwell is absolutely fantastic, and yeah, it's just quite nice to be talking about two wins in a row and not have the doom and gloom. Well, I think it's not it's not just the point that we won. I mean, I'd I'd have taken it, you know, going off somebody's ass, you know, uh, to win in the last minute. But uh, I was just really encouraged, Alex, by by the performance. I mean, I I mean, by all means, tell tell us. Tell the world what you think of, of of the performance. I want to ask you, not kind of a question really, but I mean, you know, we've we've dug Potter out a lot on this show recently, and I don't, I don't think we've been unfair. We haven't been, you know, just lobbing bombs for the sake of it. We've tried to be reasoned behind it. But I have to say, and I walked out there, walked out of the of the ground on on Tuesday, and and I I was actually really pleased for him. I have to say, I was pleased for him because. You know, he 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 kind of needed that, and uh, I mean, also I I noticed how animated he was. There was some lovely quotes, which I think I lifted from um, I can't remember now. Possibly the uh, uh, the Athletic. Sorry, sorry, Adam. Um, but uh, I, I can't. I mean, typically now I can't find them. Uh, oh, here we go. There we go. It's, it is. It was Simon who said this. Simon Johnson, the man agonising on the touchline appeared to be suffering the same anxieties as those in the stands watching Chelsea strive for result. And, I mean, that's what came across. It, 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 You know, we've been saying we don't want him to be a robot, to be boring. We want him to be a human and to really get it and to, to, to kind of represent us. And I actually think for the first time, that's what we saw on Tuesday. He, he I mean, he, he didn't even look at the, the second penalty. He couldn't bear to look at it, which I, I, I quite enjoyed that. I thought, well, I know how you feel, mate. So he clearly cares. And I think he got a result that... You know, I don't know. I, 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 the human, the humanity, and the human humanitarian side of me was really pleased for him. What about you? Yeah, he. Uh, it was the look of relief. I've, I've never seen a, a man so relieved in my life. He, he, yeah, he looked like he'd just emerged from a toilet cubicle after a particularly uh, traumatic time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, just, I can't. Not having a dump, or was it arranging his genitalia in some way in the within? Do you think? Okay. No, baby, both. Um, I don't know. I think he doesn't inspire much rage and hatred because he's so bland. But so equally, I think like you don't mind seeing him do well. And actually, yeah, he did. He did deserve the credit for that. And like they mentioned quite a lot on commentary, how unlucky we've been lately. And I know it sounds shit, but we have been really unlucky. I mean, short of a plague of locusts, um, everything else has hit us this season. Uh, and I think I'm I'm still in shock, if I'm honest. I'm in shock that Cucharella looked like a real footballer. I'm in shock that um that everyone actually played together like a team instead of eleven people who'd never met each other before. Uh and I was I was rather impressed with the amount of expletives I managed to get out in between when Sterling air kicked it and then when it hit the back of the net. I think I managed to get out every swear word I know. <laughs> no, I was very, I was very sweary myself in the uh, in the. But West when they interviewed him afterwards, did you see that he knew? He knew because the first thing he did was mention the air kick. So I think he was just massively relieved that he then got it in, because otherwise he was going to look really stupid. He was indeed. I mean, yeah. I mean, J.K. I mean, we've given the man a hard time, haven't we? But I mean. I mean, I have to say, I mean, I need to qualify this. I still, honestly, firmly don't believe he's the right manager for Chelsea for the myriad of reasons that I've said. But I'm, I mean, you know, we're Chelsea supporters. If Potter goes on and wins loads of stuff, I, I will be absolutely yeah. ecstatic. That's what. Yeah, I don't want. love him. 
because he's bland, but I don't hate him no. probably because he's bland as well either. So yeah, well done. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wish I wish him success because his success is our success, but I still don't believe he's quite the man for the job. What do you reckon, Jake? Is that a fair assessment? Uh, I wish I didn't have access to the press conferences. <laughs> well, mate, mate, you know, you don't know have to watch them. Or you, you don't have to watch them. I have to. We discuss them on this show, Judge. Do you know you what? Read them, okay? Thank you, Adam. <laughs> I, I was about to say that. I, do you know what I do? Not, I don't watch them. I just read what Adam writes. That makes it worse. No, no. It's much more palatable. You edit them, do you? So we don't get the uh, the complete idiocy of the, the all the same inflections that he does all the time. He completely drives me around the twist. I'm sorry, I can't bear it. I really can't bear the press conferences. But I mean, as you say, perhaps I shouldn't care as much. I just found the the fact that even in the, the press conference after we'd won the game, it, it was still the same rubbish. He just never, he just deflects, never answers the question. You then compare it with a, you know, I'll keep going on about this. Tuchel provides information, provided information about what was going on on the pitch, who plays where, what happened where, who did this, who played where, you know, it, the the... The, the way that he used words, Tuchel, in discuss, was, was a, an adventure into finding out what was going on on the pitch in a way that I hadn't realised before. And this this man here, just it's just bollocks. But, you know, regardless of that, yes, if he does well on the pitch, I will have, all I will do is just be constantly critical of his blandness and dullness, but I will accept the fact he's got them playing. However, I don't think, like you, Chidge, he is the man to take us forward, regardless. And it's still, let's see what happens tomorrow. You know, how many changes is he going to make? I find it very, oh, can we talk about the press conference now at the moment? Can we talk about that? No, no. we can't. We can't. Okay, we'll get on. It's embargoed, mate. It's embargoed. Okay. <laughs> well, no, part of it is relevant, because it's to do who's going to be playing tomorrow. So, um, um, but, you know, to, an to answer your question, I agree with you completely. I, I want um, um, I want somebody... Uh, um uh that's more of that i don't know that's that's just a a figurehead for me but yeah. that's no, well, it's the same, same as and i yeah and i played them as advocate as yeah. always yeah. well we, we, we would we would expect nothing less adam yeah there was quite i thought it was quite interesting after the game that he actually spoke about kukurea and he said that he they'd basically taken him out of the team to shield him a bit which was the term he used to shield yeah. him yeah. Yeah. yeah because of the abuse because of the grief he was getting and they sort of, he Potter basically explained, we were waiting for a game where we knew that the fans were going to be up for it and that there was going to be no blowback on him from the start. And then that's why we put him back in. So Obviously, this is the Champions League. Yeah, that makes sense. Circum, I mean, but the fans were never going to turn on on Tuesday night unless it went really badly, especially from kickoff. I just thought it was a really interesting, but this is what we. But, know, but we it was a big gamble, wasn't it? It was a gamble. It to play was. It was but having said that, though, who it, else? Was well, there? It's, it's hardly a gamble, then, is it? And I, I disagree with that. But we had Mark in on the Friday show, and you know, Mark has been around watching this club a long time, and he said, you know, if we did go a goal down early, because we were we were saying, well, if if they score an early goal, is that game over? Given that we can't bloody score. And Mark was saying, well, you know, if it goes the wrong way, it could get very toxic because, of course, it would have meant our season was over. And it would, I think, I think the opposite, mate. I think it could have got really horrible. And I think, actually, it was more likely that Cucurella and players of his ilk might have got it big time. So I hear what you're saying. And I did read your, your interpretation of the presser. Um, and I can understand why Potter was protecting him. But actually, I, I think he, he perhaps misread the situation a bit there. But then why would he know? He he doesn't he doesn't talk to fans every day of the week. 
So he's not yeah. going to really understand what the what the mood is. But I think I'm with Mark on that. I think it could have got pretty horrible had it all gone very pear shaped very quickly on Tuesday. But this hey. was the biggest gamble of all, really, to put him in the Champions League. But I mean, you know, good luck to him. It, it worked. He played very well indeed. And we saw the player who was player of the year at Brighton. So, you know, congratulations. Kudos to the situation. I appreciate that. I just think it highlights the fact that he, and it, again, it all feeds back into this, what the players like him. And he tries to protect them and tries to look after them. And he doesn't rush players back from injuries. He makes sure they're in the right state to come back. You, that's why we're not going to see N'Golo Kante this weekend. He's been in training for a week now, but they're being very careful with him. Is it's that the same with Mudrick. We're not, we're, Mudrick is being, uh, is being carefully... Um, and and we, we could probably get into that a bit more for in, in the next part, but I just think... I understand everything you say, JK, about forced personality, and I get it, and I understand it, but I just think there's certain things he does he could act in a very self-serving way as a lot of head coaches do, because especially at Chelsea and yeah, especially yeah. in the past, they've always known that the next result is the most important one. It doesn't matter. He has a bit more of a luxury that it hasn't been necessarily. The next result is always the most important one or you're going to get sacked. But I just think from a player's perspective, he is a sort of coach that you at least like to play under because you know, he's going to do right by you first and foremost, rather than himself. Whether or not that's sustainable, whether or not that means trophies, who knows? That, but... Adam, I think that's a that's a mad, a madly brilliant point. I mean, it's fantastic because nobody said that. This is why you get paid the big bucks as a journalist, mate. <laughs> and we just sit here burbling nonsense of a Monday and a Friday. I, I burble more than you because I think I think this is a good point because I mean, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because J.K. and I are basically champing at the bit because we want we want an ego manager. Because an ego manager is more entertaining. They are more passionate. They are more simpatico with us. And it is what we're used to. But maybe what happens is the players fall out with these egos because these coaches with egos have bigger egos than the players. And it creates conflict. And you're right. I love what you said there. Potter is selfless. He is selfless. And he puts the players first. And maybe that's why. I tell you, mate, it's clear they like him. It, from I was there. They were very embracing him and all I mean Christ they were like going around like they won the European Cup but they clearly like him I think you know that that was in, that was a very interesting observation I think your point is 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 spot on JK I accede completely to that point and I appreciate it and I think it may be very well the case mm. however, however 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 your honour however it will not am I the me. judge at the moment y yes you are you're the prosecution the and Adam's the defence right the magistrate <laughs> I think this is in a, a lower court. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's made the the county court. Um, uh, uh, I, is that the status? What would it be? A higher court? Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. No. It'll, I'm just going to be grumpy. But yeah, I I get it, and I think he handles people. He handles people, and um, that would make great sense because of the degree that he's got and the um, the way that he comes across. I think he. He, uh, if if uh, if an incident occurs, he's going to be. He won't, he won't take sides. He won't. He'll debate it. He'll take the player aside and have a chat with them about what's going on. And I think that's that is a very positive thing, Chich. I agree. However, it doesn't stop him from being the blandest man. <laughs> we are never going to convince you of that, and nor should we, uh, Adam. To, to counterpoint, my own counterpoint. Liam and I actually, I remember we had this conversation. Not that we have, you know, many conversations without you guys being present. But on the way back from Liverpool, we shared a car journey. And we spoke about 
this very subject for about an hour and whether or not can you be a an elite elite level manager without being an egomaniac because there is an element to being an egomaniac that makes coaches very very good and this is why potter is is probably so interesting as a case study of a top european club appointing a head coach who isn't one of these egocentric guys and who isn't got this maybe sort of mad genius about him and is we don't know will it work who knows we'll, we'll find out the time. model for the future if they become very well, very successful I, th- I think you can sum it up adam as as nice guys don't win and uh in if you look at any psychometric testing of leadership it'll tell you that leaders have to have a big power spike and often have very psychopathic tendencies it's a prerequisite <laughs> you just have to listen to the chelsea fan cast for the last 15 years to know that <laughs> Anyway, moving swiftly on, I actually know it's quite an appropriate segue, really, Alex. Um, you see, because I know that secretly, like like me, you like a bit of a scrap, and you like to you, you like you like your players to show some cojones. And I've been moaning like billio. One of the thing, one of my pet hates at the moment about this side is that if if one of our players is clattered and on the ground writhing around, uh, and 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 you know, with one of the opposition or maybe five of the opposition crowd around them to accuse them of cheating and diving none of our players comes to the rescue whereas of course under you know when we had rudiger he would run 80 meters to be the first on the scene to like threaten somebody which of course i love but actually i was really pleased on tuesday that they were all showing up for each other they were all getting involved you know and i mean that that bit at the end with bellingham throwing his dummy out they were all they were all getting involved even chilwell he was pushing people around that's what i want i want to see a bit of fight mate Definitely, and he was scrapping with that twat with the man bun as well, wasn't he? Um, what's his name? I don't know. He was just twat with man bun to oh, me. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, but I, I agree. I agree. I, I look at that team, or I have looked at that team, our team, whatever version of it is out this season, and thought, can you imagine what Ivanovic would make of them? They look, just look so wet. They don't get involved. They don't get in scrapped. But can you imagine like them having to face Ivanovic in a dressing room, having been that limp? Um, and I didn't feel like that this week. I feel like he would not have wanted to kill them all. Yeah, yeah they were. I was going. I'm all. I'm all for that. And I, I hope. I mean, you know. I mean, I think actually the the, the I think the really interesting thing, if if you were to summarize it all, all all the evening, really, it would be to say that everybody wanted it. We wanted it. Potter wanted it. The players wanted it. And, and and I mean, the number of times we say in league games, we moan that Chelsea haven't turned up. And we say, oh, well, you know, the opposition wanted it more than us. And it, it's really, really important. And it was really good to see. Um, it is. Joyfully, I ended up stuck on a tube with a Spurs fan the following night. Oh, joy. That they just, he went to sit down and went, sorry, you can't sit there. And he went, oh, no, why? And I went, because you're wearing that scarf. Laugh. <laughs> uh, um, but he said they just didn't turn up. I wasted all that money and they didn't turn up. That's why it hurts. And I thought, nah, yeah. because I can't mug this week because we've actually won. Indeed. Um, I mean, we we could talk a little bit about the penalties. Uh, uh, I mean, I missed that because the bloke that I took with me uh, was hungry. So he insisted on getting a massive curry in the in the West Lower. So I ended up watching it on the TV. But actually, weirdly, I, I therefore had a much better understanding of what was going on than people that were inside the stadium. Which, and I also bumped into the absolute legend, Pi CFC, also known as Rob, who I love to pieces, and I haven't seen him for ages. So I managed to have a massive he hug. Very well, doesn't he, Chidge? Very I love him. Speech. He's he's one of Chelsea. He, you know, he was the guy that was in the uh, opera video, Michael Volpe's opera video. Remember that? 
Nah. Okay, never mind. Anyway, so uh, they basically Michael used to run the uh, Holland Park Opera Company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, social yeah. experiment, get a couple of Chelsea fans, call blimey Chelsea fans to go to the opera to see if they liked it. And Rob was one of them. And Rob was just a brilliant bloke. I hadn't seen him for ages, so I had a massive hug. With... I mean, we went from like, what the absolute fuck when Havertz hits the post to like complete confusion to like absolute euphoria within the space of about five minutes. It was brilliant. So I don't really... Well, can I just say though that I that must be what it feels like to support Liverpool every week where they just orchestrate VAR seemingly just yeah. for your benefit and find a way to manipulate it in your favour. That's like their, that's their week, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It is really. I mean, I, I don't think there's any questions. I mean, it was, it was clearly a handball. And in the Champions League, Adam, that was always going to be given as a handball. Um... I thought the encroachment was a wee bit harsh, if I'm honest, considering that Felix was the first to run into the box. No, 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 no. You've got the law wrong. Well, okay, but I, I still... I knew you would. You've all got the law wrong. They got it wrong in The Guardian. Okay, I... what's, the, what's the law then, Judge Judge Kidd? Judge Kidd here. It, it, the, it wasn't anything to do with it. He actually said in The Guardian, three Chelsea players ran in and, and it doesn't matter, it's encroachment. Well, if you think of the logic of that. If you, therefore every penalty you ran in you would get the penalty retaken if you'd missed it. Doesn't make any sense. This was Jacob Steinberg, for God's sake. I couldn't believe I was reading this. Well, he's, he's, a West, he's a West Ham fan, to be fair. Yeah, but what the bollocks. It, it wasn't anything to do with the three. The th- it, 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 it wasn't helped by the fact that, that um, Havertz stopped. And all the players ran in thinking he was kicking it, of course, because he does his hop. But um, uh, the ball, when the ball hit the post, the one player who'd encroached was the, I can't remember the name of the player, the... Um, uh, the uh, the, the well, he Dortmund. Was, he was the one the, to kick it away, which is why it was it, retaken. Indeed, that's exactly right. But it wasn't anything to do with the three others. Oh, Chidge, stop waggling your head. Um, all three, all three, who and the Chelsea player ran. It had nothing to do with it. It was the fact that he then played the ball away, and that's the law. It's in the laws. He has interfered with the um, with, with having encroached. He then was involved in removing the ball from the area, which therefore is an infringement and the penalty has to be taken again. So it was due to him playing the ball away and he'd encroach. Well, there we go. Thank you, JK. It takes a qualified referee. And I just want to inform you that had you screwed up then, we had Matt Young waiting in the wings in Mixler to, Ooh, to tell Matt. us. Good old Matt, Matt. qualified you, Matt. referee. Um, I mean, really, the, uh, the only way to wrap this up, well, actually, there's a couple of lovely quotes here just to give Potter some love. Why not? Uh, just the second English coach to win five Champions League games in a season... A feat previously achieved only by Sir Booby Robson. Sorry, Sir Bobby Robson, but I, in honour of his mispronouncing everybody's name, I have to call him Sir Booby. It's in it's in the law. Uh, only Harry Redknapp and Craig Shakespeare have got to this stage of the tournament when it comes to English managers. What, J.K.? You're looking befuddled. I, I'm befuddled. I don't understand. How about if, when Liverpool won it and when we won it? We I, surely won more than five. English English coaches. Oh, with English Yeah, coaches? English coaches. Oh, sorry, I thought it was teams. Pay attention at the back, honestly. Yes, sorry, about that. sorry, sorry. Forget. Can we rewind? No. The, 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 the listener will have to rewind. Right, anyway, the draw plate takes place uh, on Friday the 17th of March, so a week today, and in the pot who we could face, Adam, are Benfica, Bayern Munich, AC Milan, uh, and then probably Inter... I would say City will beat Leipzig, but you never know. So it might be City or Leipzig. Napoli have got a 2-0 advantage over Eintracht Frankfurt. And of course, Real Madrid have got a nice handy 5-2 lead over Liverpool. Oh, how we laughed. So um, 
yeah, there's going to be there aren't any any shit teams going to be left in the last eight. I mean, Napoli are doing very well in Italy. I mean, actually, I'd, I'd have AC Milan again if I had to choose because we 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 were much better than them, and clearly Spurs are pony, so that didn't really matter. Inter Milan would be quite fun because would we would we would we be facing Lukaku if we got we would. Yes, you cannot uh you cannot be tied loan tied or whatever the term is that I can now not remember in Champions League games. That's right, because they allowed um, Courtois to play. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I just have an image in my head of Romelu Lukaku scoring of course, of course. to eliminate I, I watched the Spurs game, Chidge, and they were they were dreadful. dreadful. It was quite remarkable. Is Conte ever coming back or do we think he's just on jolly now? He's come back. He was there. Ah, okay. He looks miserable, though. He look. I think. Oh. He's, I think he's going at the end of the summer. Adam. I mean, you know, Benfica are very good at the moment. Bayern Munich are all right. I think we're better than Milan. I think we're better than Inter. Lukaku scored about three goals all season. One of them was a a, a retaken penalty. Funnily enough, City. I would. Yeah, I would I have. I would have the horrors if we drew City. I think Napoli would be dangerous because they're they're in good form and Real Madrid again. I mean, you know, they're 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 a good side. I mean, so looking at that pot, uh, I, I'm a little. I mean, you know, if we get a kind draw, if we get AC Milan, I reckon we could beat Benfica over two legs. Actually, into if we get one of those, we could end up in a semi final, mate. And then who knows? Who knows? Can it happen, mate? And Conte will be back. And Silver. <laughs> and well, because the first leg, I think, will be. We commence well. It'll be around the eleventh or twelfth of April. Yeah, I there, I don't think there is an absolutely outstanding team in this year's Champions League. There are some very very good teams. I would hate to draw City because that would mean another trip to the Etihad where we continually get battered. Um, Benfica's, as you say, they're a very good side this year. They've only lost one game all season, so that wouldn't be easy. Bayern a Bayern. Yeah, AC Milan, maybe. Chelsea pretty much dispatched them easily over two games in the group stage. Of course, you know who we really want. If we get Napoli, you know it's it's written in the stars, isn't it? What? Well, if we get Napoli in the quarterfinal. Oh, sorry, Tony Top. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Yeah, potentially. But my I, I, I do have this image of Chelsea's record signing who burned his first season to the ground and was loaned at an f- absolutely bargain rate, suddenly scoring. And he won't only guys. score, will he, Adam? But he'll actually jump for a header. And this time, unlike the whole season with us, his feet will leave the floor and he will majestically rise and hit it in. If if Lukaku, if we get Inter and Lukaku is responsible for knocking us out of Stamford Bridge, he will not he will not get out of Stamford Bridge alive, mate. I'm telling you. He will <laughs> not get out alive. I, I couldn't imagine a more Chelsea story than that somehow happening. So I hope we don't get into. I would rather take uh, AC. And to be honest, I, I chan- I'd give Chelsea a you know fighter's chance in any of the games. Maybe not City at the Etihad. City would really worry me. Um, Real Madrid. I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, the the point is, J.K., which is the point that you're making, is that you you get Silver back, you get uh, you get James back, you get Conte back, and you're not a million miles away from the team that we had last year. Arguably, you could say on paper better. Um, I mean, the, the thing you know is 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 Potter a better manager than Carlo Ancelotti? Absolutely, completely not. But you know, 
this was a very difficult uh, a difficult hurdle you know one nil one nil uh, in, in you know down effectively at half time against dortmund you know he he's pulled off a he's pulled off a good one and he did it tactically too and i i i think i think you know he needs he needs to get the credit for this one as well so who knows i mean we'll find out what do, what do you reckon jk we, can we do it can we get can we get beyond the quarter final can we win it yeah, who knows It'll be up to the players. I'm not convinced the manager's got much to do with it, but uh, you know, let's see. Yeah, I think I think um, as we've established, if James and Chilwell are both playing, they're great. Um, if Sterling does play this role, he will ac- well not accidentally. He will be replicating Tuchel's team. I'm not sure Mount has a, anything to play in it because I think Felix has taken his place. Felix, a class act. I really love him. Uh, the the touches he has is. Uh, fantastic fantastic player um uh yeah i i think you know like potter says we take it game by game don't we but he's given himself a month i mean all it needs is for us not to do well in the next three league games and then to be knocked out and you then have to reassess whether he's the the man again which then no doubt they will be doing but um uh if they can play as well as tuesday in any champions league if both champions league games they've got as much chance as getting to the final and winning it as anybody. I mean, that was, I mean, I, we said that though, we have established that Dortmund weren't very good and they had lots of well, injuries. So I, I, I said that. Well, well, we, well, we agreed. We talked about it before. But we, everybody we, else in the media is saying the opposite. I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing though. I mean, I, I shouldn't say this too loudly, but I had some inside. Well, I did have some inside knowledge because of course, Ben McFadden, I know very well, you know, Ben, who's the chairman of the <laughs> London Borussia Dortmund Faculty. He said to me, um, because uh, Julian Brandt went off after five minutes, yeah, and he messaged me and he said, "We're fucked because he's their best player." Yeah, so he was he was immediately downfall down you know crestfallen when that happened. So uh, that was important, but uh, I I still don't think they're a good team. I th- I think the Premier League is streets ahead of every other league in Europe. Uh, Syria absolutely, which is why I wouldn't fear you know Milan or Inter even with the fat boy up front for Inter. Um, the Bundesliga, no. I mean, B- uh, uh, Borussia are uh, uh, top of the Bundesliga at the moment. I, fe- I fear Bayern because Bayern are, are a behemoth of a club and, you know, that, that they just have that behind them. Same PSG the... awful though, Chidge. PSG during the week were, were similar, were Spursy. Yeah. And, well, Real, Real Madrid again. I mean, you know, they, they are, you know, Real Madrid, Bayern, very, very good. But I reckon on our day we could we could do those two. City are the only team out of that lot that I genuinely would fear, you know, yeah. because they're Premier League, and the Premier the League is better than European well. football. They have the sign over us at the Emirates. Absolutely, they, they they he just seems to know how to play against us now. Other than in Champions League finals, of course. Hey ho, Alex! Final word for you. Uh, can we get through the next round? Can we win it? What do you think? Uh, I think we can get through the next round. Yes. I mean, we'd have to be really unlucky to get City again, like three times in a cup in one season. Then I'm going to start screaming fix. Uh, like you, City is the only one I think. Like any other team, we if we turn up and we play like we did this week, then we could beat them. Just keep us away from City till the end. Let someone else take care of them and then maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Why Has not? Chelsea ever faced an opponent in every cup competition they've entered? In a season, just out, it doesn't. That's a difficult question. Likely. 
been knocked out by the same person, <laughs> the same team in every competition. We didn't we play them in the Cup Winners Cup and the either the FA Cup or the League Cup in seventy one. JK, it rings a bell, Chidge. But we won. So well, obviously we won the the Cup Winners Cup. I'm not sure. I think we, I think we got beaten in the other round, didn't we? In the semi final. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember whether it was the FA Cup or the League Cup. I think it was the League Cup. I think you're right. There you go. So almost, Adam, almost. Um, all right, we're going to have a quick break. But before we do that, I'm going to uh, plug yet again the big Stanford Chidge sleepout, uh, uh, which, of course, is this wonderful sleepout that we're doing on the 25th of March uh, to raise money for our neighbours at Chelsea, the Stoll veterans uh, who often find themselves homeless, often find themselves with mental health issues, often find themselves with other health issues and need looking after. And the Stoll Foundation do an absolutely marvellous job doing that. So I will be freezing my bollocks off uh, on the very cold, uh, dank, windswept uh, floor that is the uh, East Stand Corridor on the 25th. Uh, I shall ply myself with plenty of alcohol before, just for warmth, obviously. And uh, I, I might, I've discovered you can get these kind of hand warmer things in uh in uh mountain warehouse i was debating with jk where i should put them whether i should put them on my feet or my hands or down my trails as we uh <clears throat> didn't really get a proper answer on that anyway that's how the night progresses I well think. i think so alex absolutely so uh anyway i just really wanted to say so far thank you thank you thank you thank you for the incredibly generous and humbling uh, support that I've got for doing this. I mean, I'm doing it with 150 others, so other people are available to sponsor, but you've been very kind, and a lot of you have sponsored me. A lot of you have been incredibly generous. I mean, you know, bunging, bunging a lot of money their way, which is absolutely beautiful. So, uh, Roll of Honour is Craig Jenkins, Nigel Bird, Mark and Carol Spectre. By the way, it was lovely to meet, meet Mark and Carol uh, over the last week. They are Phil Spectre, not that one, Phil Spectre's uh, mum and dad, and I had a lovely chat with them in the cock before the Leeds game, uh, and uh, Mark and Phil both came to the Canners gig. Absolutely delightful, lovely people. They really are. It was a pleasure to meet them. Uh, Chris Mahoney, Patrick H, Damian Bush, Sean Parry, Silas Bartlett, Russell, Andrew Goldstone, Joe Mangola, Lee Beaver, Loz Barnes, Caroline Walters, Tony Skeen, David Lotzer, Carol Hope, Philip, Daryl Middleditch, Trey Bertelson, Pierre, Chad Harris, Brian Justman and Benji. You have all been absolutely bloody marvellous. Being a complete dick, I managed to forget to copy uh, across the, uh, the URL where you need to go to donate. But it's not hard. Just go to justgiving.com and uh, whack in either Big Stamford Bridge Sleeper or David Chidgy one and you will find it if you wish to donate. Uh, but uh, for those of you who have so far, I really am totally humbled. Right, we will be back after a very short break. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. 
To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge. This is the Friday Night Preview Show, and as ever, I'm joined by His Royal Highness, uh, Jonathan Kidd. Duke, 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 Duke of Kidd. I did not say Duke of Kidd. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And uh, we've got the absolutely lovely, we don't see her enough, we're always delighted when we do, uh, the lovely Alex Churchill. Hello. And last, but by no means least, our favourite journalist, Mr Adam Newson from London. Hello. All right, there we go. Now, uh, we've done the old Borussia Dortmund uh, review. We're now doing the preview of uh, Leicester versus Chelsea, which kicks off at three o'clock tomorrow, God's chosen time for football. And now, yes, now, uh, JK can eviscerate poor old uh, Graham Potter about his last uh, performance in the presser and actually will then have an argument with me, but later for that one. Why are we arguing later? No, because I want you to eviscerate him first. Um. <laughs> well, I think I win. I think I win that argument then. No, no, by no, default. No. no, he was brilliant, wasn't he, J.K.? Well, yeah, fantastic. Uh, somebody has invaded J.K.'s body. I'm a fiend who's assumed J.K.'s shape. That's that's a quote from um, the Calculus Affair from Tintin. Did you know that? Anyway, no. I digress. No, yeah. Um, um, yeah, nobody would know that anyway. Just I, was say, I didn't remember Graham saying that, to be fair. Yeah, um, um, he got annoyed with the question. You hear he got annoyed for the first time. He got annoyed about the question with Good. Um, about Bowley and, um, and speaking to him. And, uh, you know, because he said, well, I, I'll, I'll speak to every. Because he said, did Bowley speak to him after the game? And he said, well, I'll, I'll speak, speak regularly. It's what you do as a manager, words to that effect. Um, and um, that's the first time I've heard him be snippy with a journalist so and when he said why had he drunk half the beer he said he's probably thirsty he said and I thought oh that's interesting getting a bit more of a reaction um no I was just worried about the mount thing with him because he didn't actually mention mount being injured he the, did um, no not in the beginning he didn't in the when he asked about injuries the very first question he wasn't one of the players mentioned in the injuries he was meant when it was about the transfers. He said that he was um, wasn't available, um, and they were. And I'm 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 worried that it isn't actually about the. Um, I don't think he's injured. I think it's uh, he's got a. Um, it's 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 his attitude towards the cheap team and possibly Potter. What, what, why then? Why then did he also go in the same bit about the transfers? Go on to say that what a lovely bloke he is as a human being and the fact that he's being Mason Mount, which is he's getting involved in everything in the team, being really supportive and just can't wait to get back. Because that's his default, Chidge. 
That's his default. Mate, I think it was, you are I think not it, wearing it, a black beanie. It is basically underneath. It's hiding a Jonathan Kidd head-shaped load of tin foil, mate. <laughs> I don't think he mentioned Mason because he's been in training at the very beginning. He's trained a lot. Oh, you see, thank you, thank you for backing me up. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I just think. Yeah, Adam, I'm not backing I, you up. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think when he sort of said, you know, players who are injured, I don't think they count Mason as being injured, but not. Well, being. What, what? What? Where the fact he's not figuring in any of the what is that about? Well, this is what I mean. They're not. He's not rushing him back. He's letting him get. He's doing one of those things on him. Okay, he's letting him. Yeah. The same but, way. The same way he didn't mention Ngolo, but then Ngolo's not in the squad either. Because he, he didn't mention Ngolo to begin with. He didn't mention. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's a kind of inevitability with him not being mentioned, isn't it? But we don't talk about. They're not on the same level, are they? On a par. Um, it's um, he just talks about you know his positivity, consistency, and he, what did he say? He said it's easier to defend and more difficult to attack. Yes, all right, but you know we don't need to have that told to us. Um, yes, because he said about Kova. When asked about Kova, um, uh, he, he said you know fantastic, determined courage on the ball in tight situations, important player. You know, I mean, I really would like to hear something else. I'd like to hear something. You know. He has an ability to to come out. Of, I suppose it's like different words. I'm just. I'd, you just don't like his use of English. Do you? I, I, I don't like his use of English. It's a, do you not remember? Do you not remember what Tuchel used to say when he was asked about Kovacic? It was a line he repeated more than once. Tell me what was it? I can't remember. You could get Matt. You can get Kovra out of bed at three a.m. Tell him to be at training in twenty minutes and he'd be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that was funny. That was good. He that said that great. about Conor Gallagher. He did actually as well. Yeah, as well. Yeah, there you go. He, he had stopped. All right. Yeah, Tuchel was dreadful. I'm glad we saw. Oh, brilliant! All right, all right. Look, look. Let's don't ask me about them anymore. Just the, <laughs> the it's quality, mate. Absolute quality. Listen, one thing that did come out of the presser that was very important, as Adam was alluding to, bless him, was that. Uh, James uh, is not feeling very well, so he's out. Sterling has a, an awareness in his hamstring, so he is out. Mount, we know, has got this lower abdominable... Uh, abdominable? Abdom- abdomen issue. Lower abdominable snowman. <laughs> exactly that. And Obama Yang's broken a toenail or something. I don't know. He's out as well. Um, no one cares. No, nobody cares about Obama no, yeah, Yang. Uh, Kante... It's like a bottle of Grosch. He's just not ready yet, but maybe for Everton. So that's encouraging. Well, Bamiyang could have been abducted by aliens and no one would give a shit. I think so. he might have been, for all we yeah. know. Has anybody actually seen him at Chelsea? Adam, have you seen Aubameyang at Chelsea recently? He was in trading the other day. Was so... he? Are you sure well, it was the was, real Aubameyang? That... <laughs> it wasn't like a double just standing in for him because he has been, the real one's been abducted by aliens. That I can't confirm. I was okay. not actually there. Breaking news. Football.London cannot confirm that Aubameyang has been abducted by aliens. Who knew? Has not been abducted by aliens. Has not been abducted by aliens, yeah. Um, All right, so uh, I'm really encouraged by the fact that uh, Kante may be ready for Everton. I'm taking my nephew to the Everton game. Um, Well, he is now, yeah. I mean, when you met him three years ago, he was like a, a boy. He was still taller than me. Well, I know. Was he? Yeah, well, he was almost as tall as me then. He's now way taller than me. He's huge and... uh He's a man. He's 17 years old. And I can't wait to tell He's so excited to come back because, I mean, fecking COVID got in the way. And then I have to wait for a half-five kickoff because he's he, he, he does all sorts of... His, his mum, my sister, just gets her kids doing loads of stuff at the weekend, which they can't get out of. So 
but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking him, taking him for the Everton match, and it's gonna—I cannot wait. It's gonna be lovely. So thanks to Dan for sorting that one out. Anyway, uh, right, you, I know you've all been waiting. I've been teasing you because I know that the thing that you all wait for most on a Friday night preview show is my genius-like team selection. And I say genius-like this week because I got it spot on, and I was in the Cock Tavern uh, before kickoff, and. There were people in there. I, I, I am not lying. I'm not making this up, all right? This is absolutely God's honest truth. There were people in the pub, and I heard when the team sheet read out, I heard somebody from it say, fucking hell, Chich has got it spot on. How about that? How about that? So I did get can the I, team. Can I, can I throw um, doubt over this this um, pronouncement? Did Were you not persuaded by my involvement in this as well? You're really going gonna to go down that route, are you? Yeah. Okay. Keep talking you, while I find the evidence. Are you're, you going to find a recording? Oh, no, let's no, no, not no, 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 no. I'm not. I don't need to find the uh, recording. Oh, the, the team, uh. the team. Okay, just, just so, just I, I shall show the people. Camera, can you see that team selection? No, yeah. luckily, no. We you can't. probably can't. I could no, share no, the screen. No. Uh, do you know? Okay, let's not. No, I, don't, no, let's I can't. Not. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you that the team that I picked for <laughs> Boris Dortmund was Kepper, Cucurella, Kulibaly, Fofana. Fernandez, Kovacic, Chilwell, James, Felix, Sterling, Havertz. Well that done. Was the, that was the team I predicted on the Football London, uh, London website as well. There you go. So I agreed. I agreed with you. You did. You did at the time. Yeah, I agreed. <laughs> I said it would be that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. For tomorrow, for tomorrow, I am going this. Kappa. I mean, basically, I'm kind of going back to the Leeds team, kind of. Anyway, but Kepper... I forgot to mention Kepper. Two really fantastic saves. Yes. Fantastic Match saves. turning. Look, that's safe from uh, Royce. Captain's yeah. armband at one stage. Who'd have thought no after the way. whole... Seriously? Yeah. That yeah, was peculiar. Um, yeah. Yeah, he got the armband put on him. Who'd have thought after he deleted... Where he just... On his Twitter, he even took it out that he played for Chelsea, didn't he? It just... <laughs> He's like a petty little shit, and I thought he was going to go the same way as Courtois. Well, I was going to say, one of those two statements would have been true, Chelsea or footballer. Maybe he took the wrong one yeah. <laughs> Um Anyway, Kepa in goal. The great, superb, fantastic numero uno for Chelsea, Kepa Arithabalaga. He's in goal. Uh, Koulibaly, because he'll be back. Uh, Cucurello will be out, I suspect. Badashiel or Badashile? Uh, Badashiel. 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 It's Badashiel. Adia Shield. No, Adia Shield. No, Adia. I was I was thinking London is blue, mate. Exactly. I know. Right. Badashi Badashile. Adishile. Badashile. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh Yeah. London is Badashile. Actually, I shouldn't what we're talking about the London is blue boys. It was brilliant seeing them when they were over, actually. It was great to see the boys, Nick, Dan, and uh, Brandon. Or Brandon, as I call I him. Them. You, if they pronounce them. it like that, I hope you cock punch them. I didn't know until JK, who listened to one of their shows, told me. And we've next been, time, boys. Next time. We've been ripping out of them ever since. But anyway, Koulibaly, Badiashil, Fafana, uh, Chilwell, uh, Fernandez, Kovacic, Loftus Cheek, resuming his position that he was in against Leeds when James was also out. I mean, I would personally probably prefer Gallagher there, but I think Cheek did a decent enough job. Uh, Felix and Havertz basically reprising their roles as they did against Dortmund. So Havertz playing deeper. Yes, please. No Sterling. This is where it gets interesting. I think, I think he will get Pulisic to do what Sterling was doing. And I think that Pulisic can be just as useless as Sterling if he puts his mind to it. So I think oh, that's yeah. probably what will happen. 
that's exactly perfect, Chich. They can both be as absolutely shit as I mean, you know, Pulisic can fall over the ball and do air kicks, yeah. just like yeah, Sterling. He can, off, he can be offside and he can run. Yeah. He, as long as he's speedy, that's all that's required. He can run like a headless chicken into a defender? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Totally perfect. right, mate. So that's... He, he, he came when he came on on, when, on Tuesday. He was awful, let's be honest. Absolutely awful. I, yeah. I, I was sitting next to, uh, to, to Paul, uh, Dan's great mate, Paul, and somebody played the ball forward to Pulisic and, and it hit the back of his leg because he couldn't control it. And, yes. and Paul went absolutely mental. I said, no, Paul, that's genius. He, that, that, nobody expected him to do that. That's, that's real quality. He didn't even know he was doing it. He's such a genius because it went to somebody else. But anyway, we move on. What do you think of my team, JK? Um, what surprise will he pull? Well, Pulisic, uh, I think, is a surprise, isn't it? No, I think he'll play Cucurella. Won't play Badia Shield and play Koulibaly and Fofana. Uh, I think he'll, um, Kovacic and Fernandez is, as said, as a written chill will play. Cheek will indeed play wing back. Um, uh, Havertz must play and Felix must play. Um, Mudrick clearly doesn't get a, a look in. Um, who else is there? I just can't think that he'll put Cucciarella back in. If he's gone through all that, like, masterminding a way to get him back in the side without getting (laughs) moaned at by the fans, if he then goes and rests him in the very next game, then he's in that kind of all for nothing. Yes, I agree. That's why I think he'll play. Um, uh, Who else is there inside of Pulisic? What other player could we could possibly... Uh, Ziyech! Yeah, yeah. Bamiang? No, he's not. not. Oh, he's got a back problem, really, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, uh, or even the uh, the other for father. Yeah, let's see. I, I'm not convinced. Yeah, you might play Pulisic, but this is an area. This is a grey area. But well, well pitched, Chidge, because I think it may very well be Pulisic. I think you might. And also, they're away. Leicester like to attack. They're not going to sit there parking the bus, although they probably should do, which we'll go into in a minute. But uh, so I think that, that that I think that's how it's going to go down. I, I mean, Adam, have you done your predictions on football London yet? As in, as in the team sheet. Yes, I now cannot remember what I went with, but I wrote it earlier. But I actually think more along the lines of J.K. with the defence. I think you'll probably go with Kukurea, Kulabali, and Fafana. And I, thinking about it as you were talking about it, I wouldn't be surprised if we started as Pete wingback, because then you can very easily move if you put. Uh, if you put Kukurea on the left and you have Aspir to wing back, you can very easily move to a back four. Yeah. And then you could push Chilwell higher. And then maybe you could tweak it a little bit. Who plays as, as that nine? Yeah, that's probably the big talking point. I... Maybe you shift Havertz further up. He's He was so good on, on Yeah, but not, not further up, Adam. That's the point. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. You don't really want it. No. You, you... It was a performance where it all makes sense for Havertz. Like you know, we all know there's a supremely talented footballer there, but it, to see him put it all together like that is tantalising and also frustrating. Because I remember speaking in, to him out in Vegas, and he said, "You know, I've got, you know, it's got to be more consistent this season. That's the thing for me." And he hasn't been. But Someone there was a, said to me a... um, that they, he was called a once in a generational talent this week. Um, the, that's when I heard the quote, and I said is this generation sort of mid-Victorian with Rickett in a workhouse? Um, Because I don't see it. 
I see. I'm 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 still quite a big fan of Young Kai. Uh, and I, 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 this is a hill I am prepared to die on, and I've been saying it. I mean, talk about consistency. J.K. Bless his heart. He, he, he noted this a minute ago when I said, consistently, he is not playing in the right position. He is not a number nine. He's not even a false number nine. He's just not a number fucking nine. He needs to play deeper. He's effective when he has space in the pockets playing deep, and he's also effective when he's playing with somebody to play off. So, you know... That's why Felix is so good for him. Yes. And do you know I, what... I, Sorry, go on, Adam. Go on. I, I, just going back to what I say, I don't... Pulisic is, just doesn't look fit. He really didn't look fit. No, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. And then could... You look homeless with that beard as well. <laughs> could you put Mudrick in that role and just let him run? Yes. He's yeah, I hope so. Faster but... than, he's faster than Pulisic. He's Much, probably faster I would agree. I'd love, I'd love to see him there, even if it's a bit hopeless. I'd love it because he'll put the fear of God in some of the defenders. Well, he'll he'll do what Potter wanted Sterling to do, which was to yeah. keep a couple of their defenders pinned back, yeah. so yeah. that they yeah. couldn't they couldn't push up, because yeah. they were worried about. And I mean, I mean, I mean, I know we bitched about him being offside a lot, but I tell you what, you know, when I was at the game, it, he looked far more offside than actually he looked when I watched it back on TV. It looked a lot closer. So actually, he was doing a good job because he, you know, even if he was offside, they're thinking he might not be the next time. They're the going Gallagher to be mindful goal. of that. Gallagher tapping was really an excellent move yeah. as well. Yeah. It's really good then. It was such a and, shame. And the Havertz goal, of course, you know, yeah. off, off the bar. So there you go. Alex, what do you think of my genius-like team selection? I just admire you for even trying under Potter because I just I, I refuse to play because he's like a fucking law unto himself. I can't. I don't think I've picked anywhere near what he's ended up picking all season because he just does it to mess with us. So I admire your your enthusiasm and the fact that you keep trying. Oh yeah, God loves a trier, Alex, don't they? Yeah. I am the Timo Werner of the Chelsea podcast fraternity, <laughs> mate. That's it. That's what you're telling me, really, isn't it? Well, we'll all find out on Saturday at two p.m. I shall be. Uh, see, I can't go, which is rather annoying. Um, I don't really have the time or the money. J.K. Of course, is going, aren't you, J.K.? Yeah, Adam, are you going? Alex? Uh, no, I'm in Jordan. Of course you are. You're in Jordan. So Alex has got a really good reason. She's not even in the flaming country. I, I on the other hand... I have got a ticket, though. Have you? Well, don't tempt me, because I've got to go and build... Uh, I've got to lay paving slabs tomorrow. That's my job for the day. So uh, I shall be yeah. I shall be listening to it on the wireless, rather than racing back to watch it on a very dodgy stream that will probably crap out after five minutes. So... There we go. So good luck to those of you who are going. Now, um, let's get into talking about actually what we think might happen. Um, here's a, here's something that's gone under the wire with all of our whinging and whining, JK. Uh, Chelsea. <laughs> Sorry, JK's looking at you like, speak for yourself. I'm a beacon of positivity. Yeah, he is. He's got, he's got Potter positivity, haven't you? You're positively Potter-esque and positive. JK. Um, we couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo as a team, as we all know. We scored 24 goals, which puts us amongst the high... The, 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 I mean, you know, Bournemouth, who are bottom of the league, have scored 24 goals. Uh, Leeds United, dirty Leeds, who are 17th, have scored 29 goals. You know, we're, we're, we're shit at scoring goals. But kind of secretly and unnoticed, because I think we've been so pissed off about our inability to put the ball in the back of the net, is actually how good we've been defensively, particularly recently. Um, you know, we're, we're, I think we said this on the show the other week, didn't we? I think we're 
I think we're equal, equal top now. I'm just whizzing down the league. Newcastle. Yeah, we're equal top. No, no, no. Newcastle, 17 goals conceded. Oh, I am so sorry. Thank you, Adam. I knew I'd get there in the end. Yeah, so Newcastle have conceded the least amount of goals of 17, and we are equal with Arsenal and Man City in terms of goals conceded. So, you know, somewhere along the line, Potter's got something right. And, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to, like, heap huge amounts of pros on him just for the sake of it because we won the other night or or, or because of any kind of residual guilt I have in losing my shit about him the other week. Because I always say, as you well know, anybody who's listened to this show for a, a number of years will know that I always say you've got to start at the back. It starts with a good foundation, stop letting goals in, and then you build. Tuchel did it within a week at Chelsea. If you remember the parlour state of affairs we were in with Lamps when we were letting goals in for fun, he stopped the rot and then we hardly conceded another one and we won the Champions League. And actually, maybe Potter's getting that element of it right. And and maybe, just maybe, it has a lot to do with consistency of selection. Well, then why will he pick Cucurella, do you think? Well, I've said, I've said he's going to pick Koulibaly. But if he Bally, did, if he did yeah. book Cucurella, you've still got the same back four, including Kepa, that you had on Tuesday. I think that um, Koulibaly plays better in the middle than on the left, actually. So, uh, um, and I like Alex's idea about him possibly playing Dave, just in case they can set back to a four. I don't, but having said that, though, I'm not convinced. Surely he's come to the conclusion that Dave cannot play wing back. Surely, um, because even cheek in his his uh, limited defensive capabilities because he's not a good defender um uh, mind you that's following a long tradition of Chelsea wing backs with Marcus Alonso being one of the great scorers of goals but unfortunately cheek does not score but he put he put through a couple of very good centers when he was playing there the other day um against um, um who do we beat at the weekend I've forgotten Leeds. against Leeds against Leeds um but uh, yeah, it's um, it's it, it clearly there's something working well with the defence, and I felt there was also something beginning to happen with as we talked about last Monday, um, last about the corners and free kicks. Excuse me, I'm about to have a, a fit here. <laughs> but um, uh, so yes, defensively it's it's clearly working, but it's the um, it's the attack is that you said consistency in selection. Well, he now has with silver coming back, he's got. He's got five of them. I think Fofana is the future very much. I think Fofana has is a very athletic, capable player and he should should be selected every week. But as regards the others, I mean, what do you do? What happens when Silva comes back? Similarly, <laughs> positing this question, who doesn't play when Kante comes back? Ooh, I mean, I, I would say Kovacic, but uh, or he changes formation. But I mean, I, I wouldn't. I mean, Alex, one of the one of the things I'm really kind of alluding to with this defensive consistency, I, I think it's no it's no coincidence that Chelsea immediately start to look a much better side when we play three at the back and we have James and Chilwell, or at least one of those two as wing backs. Suddenly we look like 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 we did under Tuchel, which is pretty decent apart from not being able to score many goals you're on mute somebody needs to down a pint down a pint down a pint you uh, did that I deliberately think... didn't you you just want people to get drunk i did uh because i've already we didn't mention that bertie's strolled past the camera three times so far on this podcast already so quick three sips for everybody uh i agree i think if they both play i believe we're a football team 
kind of dubious when there's only one of them and there is only going to be one of them this weekend. I feel like it's tempting to think, yeah, we won two games in a row. We're going to smash them 3-0, but I don't think we are. I think it's going to be like a 1-0 and it's going to be painful to watch. <laughs> Adam, what, what, what do you think of, I mean, you know, I noticed that for the Leeds game and the uh, and the Dortmund game in the absence of Silva and, of course, Aspie, uh Kovacic, Captain Kova. I mean, it's got a nice ring to it, haven't you? What do you, what do you think about Kovacic as captain? Something that hasn't really... I, I mean, I, I'll admit I haven't been all over the, the media all week, but I don't recall seeing it. Nothing's jumped out at me with anybody talking about that. No, no, no. no I, don't, I haven't seen anything either. I don't think it's hugely surprising given his experience and what he's achieved. Um, you know, as, as we alluded to earlier, he's a very very consummate he's a consummate professional um he's very talented and you know as i say he's got top level experience so it's kind of a logical choice um do you think as well sorry adam do you think as well that now some time has elapsed since jt um that it's actually not that big a deal anymore he's got the armband on it was a huge deal who was going to come in after him because he was such a force but now we're sort of like there's been an interim period. I feel like people aren't as bothered. I think that's fair. I think obviously with John Terry, it, he was such a symbol for the team in addition to being the captain that it, it did probably elevate it a bit more. But then you look at, you know, other options in the team at the moment. Maybe Reese longer term is is an option. Mason Mount, if he stays, is maybe another option. But yeah, I don't mind Kovacic being captain, to be honest, especially if Thiago is not there. Um, whether or not Kovacic will be there in 12 months' time is up for debate, seeing as his contract expires at the end of next season and there hasn't really been progression in trying to get him a new deal sorted. Um, it's probably more of an interesting debate, I imagine, because there are there's going to be some big changes, I think, in the summer again. Mm, interesting stuff. Um, okay, well, let's have a look at what old Flash scores. I think I, sh- I need to phone Flash score up and say, look, I, A, pilfer your bloody previews every week, but I give you big mentions. I think you need to sponsor us for all the fucking airtime we give you. Anyway, I've dug out some, some good stuff. I mean, Leicester basically put the M into Mercurial. In fact, actually, they also put the big uh, L into... Uh, into recent performances as well. Last week, I mean, this is the spooky coincidences here. Uh, last weekend, they lost 1 0 to Southampton. You know, anybody can do that, Leicester, don't worry. Good um, team, Southampton. Exactly. It's their fourth straight loss across all competitions, uh, and they've sunk to just two points above the Premier League relegation zone. Uh, they're particularly poor at home. They've just got three wins from 12 top flight matches, they've drawn three, lost six. Uh, and uh, they've won just three of the last 21 league meetings between the two sides, as in Chelsea and them. Drawn six, lost 12. Although I'm I'm beginning to like get so bored and passe about those stats because it's chalk and cheese. We are not the team that we used to be when we used to beat everybody all the time. They've also got a very leaky back line because they've only kept four clean sheets in the process. Um, we, of course, in the league... Have only won two matches in the calendar year, having drawn four and lost four. Uh, so our league form's not too great. But we did beat Leeds last week. And we're now looking to uh, win for the th- uh, the third straight win for the first time since October. Uh, and it would end our barren run of eight winless Premier League away games. Uh, drawn four, lost four, which is our longest such run since April 2000 to March 2001 when we went 16 
matches without a win. Now, I think Leicester, and actually this stat bears it out, to be honest, but Leicester are a completely different team when James Madison plays. I think he's a hell of a player, actually. And he's been on the winning side in 12 of his last 16 scoring appearances for the club, uh, with 13 of those matches, including at least three goals. So, uh, James Madison, and I think he probably will start tomorrow, though I'm not entirely sure. And Chelsea's Premier League matches this season are averaging only 1.96 goals per game, the lowest in the division. Who knew? But Leicester have been on a horrible run of form. We think we've been in the shit. They lost 1-0 to Southampton. They lost 2-1 at home to Blackburn in the Cup. They lost 1-0 to Arsenal. I mean, losing 1-0 to Arsenal is not not too bad a result, really. They got humped by United away, 3-0. Oh, guess what? The last time they won... On the 11th of February, they beat Tottenham 4-1 at home. <laughs> well, of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. Uh, our league form, I mean, we've we've drawn one and won two of our last... Uh, oh, sorry, I'm t- looking, looking at the head-to-head matches. I've raced ahead. Uh, obviously, we beat Dortmund, we beat Leeds. Uh, we lost to Spurs, Southampton and Dortmund. So, hopefully, the worm has turned. Recently, against Leicester, our history is pretty good. Um we won uh, at home last year, to, well, earlier in the season 2-1. We drew 1-1 uh, last season and we won 3-0 up there last season. We lost 2-1 at, at home to them the season before that and, of course, we lost the FA Cup. But in all, uh, in, the to- in total in the Premier I think in total period, actually, not in the Premier League, uh, we've played, we've won 60, drawn 35 and won 28 and in the Premier League away at Leicester, we've won 7, drawn 4 and lost 4, which is... You know, not too shabby a record. It's a, I, I mean, you know, our form at the moment seems to have picked up, JK. Leicester's in the shit, although, as I said, they're a much better team when Madison plays. Um, one would expect us to, to, to win this under normal circumstances. Leicester's, I mean, as I said, they've lost their last four. I mean, they are in horrible form. They've been dropping like a stone. You've got to be thinking Chelsea should go and win this, surely. Who knows, Chidge? Well, exactly that. Who knows which team is going to turn up? Who knows if there's uh, somebody playing up front who can't put the ball in the net? Who knows? Uh, Perhaps our luck has turned and we'll have a fluky off somebody's backside goal. You're right about Madison, of course, who seems to be their their magician. He's a decent player. Good, Good vision, smashes the ball in from lots of angles. I don't think they've been helped by Schmeichel not playing for them. They're not renewing his contract because he went off to to um, Nice, didn't he? Um, uh, and Danny Ward doesn't strike me as being in the same class. And I think Schmeichel kept them in a lot of games because of his brilliance, which just goes to show you um, how a, a superb goalkeeper can uh, can influence results. And Barnes is a decent player. Harvey Barnes always seems to score. And of course... Um, Tielemans is also a very decent player indeed. And Vardy isn't the player that he was, so he doesn't get in. Um, and um, who was it played well against us? Dewsbury Hall played well last year, I remember. Um, and does Evans play anymore for them? I get the impression he doesn't get picked as much. Um, Johnny Evans, but he's always a, a thorn. But no, I, I on, on the way they've been playing and the way we've been playing in the last few games, we should win. But if it depends what... what team you're referring to because I think if the if we play the, the Southampton standard they'll it'll be a draw or they'll beat us one nil so uh it, it's depending on on you know whether there's a 
post-European slump or uh, or whether they 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 manage to play more like the team that um, we saw play on the Tuesday. Um, uh, uh, the way the team is playing at the moment, I can't make a prediction that is that is sane, I'm afraid, because I just really don't know if they'd been regularly playing really well, we could say, yeah, they're going to win easily. But at the moment, um, who knows what's going to occur? Yeah, I mean, that's where we are still, really. I mean, Alex, I think, you know, from our point of view, uh, it wasn't a brilliant performance against Leeds, but it was important to win. We all know why. We've done that to death on Monday. It was it was a really good performance and a really good win and a really crunch match. I mean, if you can't get confidence out of what happened on Tuesday, then I give up. Although, like J.K. said, I'm worried about a post-Champions uh, League slump, which often happens. But I think the real question is, you know, can, can we build on those last two wins? I think I think they can. But like I said, I think it will be like a, a not very entertaining 1-0. I think they're totally capable of getting over the line and maintaining some kind of run in that. But if anyone's thinking that we're going to go in there and win like 4-0 or something, I don't, I don't think so. Don't see it. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I know that JK and I both actually bizarrely independently said this after the game on Tuesday. Oh, oh, Chelsea love making history. We could be the first team to win the Champions League and get relegated. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that's because JK and I are rather naughty. Um, yeah. I mean, Adam, the, 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 this is not another six-pointer. I've been writing another six-pointer for quite a few weeks recently, but I think with the win at Lee, uh, win against Leeds last week, I mean, I know... Leicester are 17th you wouldn't expect them to go down with the resources that they have um, but nevertheless we need to win this tomorrow because I think if we don't win it the 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 you know the optimism and the positivity accrued from Tuesday will will seep out like a, somebody pricking a balloon mate that's exactly the imagery I was going to use yes it, the bubble will burst um yeah momentum's been built up you want to try and carry that on partly because of Chelsea's position, you, you want to be looking up still and you never know what could happen if you get two wins under your belt in a row. Um, and especially because there's an international break coming up, I think. If Chelsea were to lose against Leicester tomorrow and then was to somehow lose against Everton, you kind of get back to the situation we were in a week ago where you're talking about Graham Potter's future. Is he then the right coach to take you through to the Champions League quarterfinals when you've got an international break as well coming up so from Potter's perspective it's imperative that they really build on the last two performances it isn't ideal that you miss uh, that there's going to be key players missing you would you'd love to have Reese fit again you'd you'd want to have Sterling you'd probably want to have some level of consistency but that hasn't been possible for the whole season so why should it be any different now um but the as you say Alex has, has probably nailed it the important thing is to win to keep that sort of momentum building, to, to just keep the positivity up and hope that you can get to the international break on the back of four wins and then everything's looking far rosier for when we return, which will be well, just ahead of the Champions League quarterfinal. We've we got Everton next week at home, haven't we? Of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Well, what are you going to go for prediction-wise, mate? Oh God, I don't know. I'm kind of with JK. Um, I, I've always been saying the last few weeks, let me see the team first. And then I'll make a guess on what I think it will be. Um, but we're not doing the show at two o'clock tomorrow, Adam. Sorry. Yes. So not for, the sake of, for the sake of this, I will say 
one nil Chelsea. Okay, fair enough. I'm not not a million miles away from that. Alex, what say you? Yeah, one nil Chelsea. One nil to the Chelsea. One nil to the Chelsea. Uh, JK. Yeah, I think the same actually. Okay, three one nils. I'm because I'm contrary. I'm going to go. I'm feeling quite positive. I'm full of Potter positivity. Positive. Okay. Two nil. I reckon two nil. That's what I'm going. I haven't done my Premier League predictions yet, but I. Oh mate, I had a shocker last week. I'm I'm back on page two. You know, in the in the sixties, mate. For fuck's sake, the embarrassment of it. To my world, Chidge. Mate, I was you know three or four weeks ago, I was like in the top twenty, and now it's just all gone to shit in the space of three weeks. But now you can go up the table, and that's exciting. So yeah, but I've still got to, I've got to do it. You know, Adam, that's the that's the problem. You know. Anyway, I'm going 2-0. Oh, that was my homage to Graham Potter, by the way. Oh, very good. Well, I was tempted to say, you know, it is what it is. That's life. But I'll keep working <laughs> hard and, you know, and, and uh, the boys are doing everything they can. But, uh, you know, chidge out, I say. Fuck's sake. Rubbish in the Premier League, Predictions League. But I'm going 2-0. All the others are going 1-0. We're all going for a Chelsea win. Of course we are. We support Chelsea. Do you expect anything else, for God's sake? I don't know. Right, that's all we've got time for tonight. Uh, we will be back on Monday uh, for the main Chelsea Fancast show with me, uh, JK. Are you all right, by the way? You're, you're struggling with a horrible cold, mate. You were coughing a lot. I'm worried about you. Oh, thank you. You're right. Cold. Yeah, I've got yeah. cold. Well, st- you're going up there tomorrow, aren't you? Uh, yeah, unless I feel terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, you taking my daughter, so it's a bit of an adventure. So uh, yeah. Well, she'll look. She'll conversation. Look- she said, um, she said, what time are we getting back? And I said, I don't know, about 10. She said, 10? What, 10? I said, yeah, well, all right, I'll work it out more specifically, possibly nine. Nine? Yeah, we are going to Leicester. It's only an hour and a half away. Yeah, yeah, okay, but all right. She wants to meet a friend. So, oh. Well, uh, I hope you and Georgia have a lovely time. Alex, have a safe trip uh, to Jordan. And uh, I wish I was going, Alex. I, that is one of your war trips that I would absolutely... L- I've, I've read all the thing about it. Because actually, yeah. do you know, what the fuck am I talking about? Alex, plug the shit out of everything you do for about at least two minutes. Uh, okay, Chelsea Battlefield Tour. Come and get drunk with us in Belgium and uh, learn all about the Western Front. Through I, the I, can, I can vouch for the fact that getting drunk out in Belgium with Alex is great. You get to do the whole of the First World War through the eyes of Chelsea players and fans with me and Andrew Holmes and Johnny Dyer, who did the book with me. And uh, yeah, it will be epic. There's spaces available. And on this one as well, you have the added bonus this year if you do it. Um, Nathan of Chelsea Wargraves is going to be there as well. So you will have all the history nerds in one place who nerd you to death about the history of Chelsea and the First World War, uh, which will be rather cool. See, I would have gone to that for a, 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 a reprise of my... What was that pub we went to for Holmes's birthday? St. Arnoldus. St. Arnoldus. Yeah, I was going to go for a reprise of my St. Arnoldus uh, performance. I see your 8% and I shit on it, I think, were your exact words. Exactly I think that. No evidence. And then you necked it and then your face is priceless. Why? What happened to my face? You realised it was eight percent. I did. I, I I thought I I manned I manned that one out, but clearly not. There is no. no. There is video evidence. I can't get. I cannot deny. 
Yeah, I was hoping for there's a... There's also video evidence of Tony Glover participating in a demonstration because he fell for the story that we used rabbits to dig trenches. <laughs> I've got a mental image in my head of that very scene. Yeah, of Tony digging like a bunny. It was very, yeah. very funny. Um, function rabbits. You skin them for the fur, eat the meat after they've dug the trenches. That's right. Yeah, Tony bought it, hook, like, and so I mean, I was hoping for a reprise, but annoyingly, I well, not for me really, because I should be at the test match in Edgebaston. But I'd love to be going out with you again. I really want to try and uh, earn, earn enough money to be able to afford to go on one of your luxuriant trips. The Jordan one's high on the list. I've never been to that the part The Italy of the world. one as well. There's still some spaces on that for August. That's all in the Prosecco region <gasps> and the Piave. And it's it's all based on the after the Italian... Did you, did you say Prosecco region? Yeah, and like they've got so much of it, they flog you a glass for two euros. It's epic. Only two euros, Ariel. Yeah. No way. You'd not be surprised to learn that Hillary was one of the first <laughs> ones. Are some of the uh, the guys that went to the one we all yeah. went. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I should... James and. Uh, uh, la, 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 la. Oh, you know who I mean. Oh no, I'll, I'll tell you after. All but, right, okay. uh, they, they won't. I heard from them, but no. Well, it's great fun. And where, where can we find your wonderful website? Uh, www.istoria.org. So I-S-T-O-R-I-A.org. And there's day trips as well. There's uh, the next day trip. This one sold out, unfortunately. is me and Kate Jameson, naval historian, taking everyone on an epic piss-up in Portsmouth. I know. Why is that sold out? I, 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 I'm totally in love with Kate. You know that, don't you? We can squid you in if you want to come. So you get, I do the Mary Rose, she does HMS Victory, and then we're going to recreate Nelson's last walk on British oh, soil and I, fall I, into the pub. I've got to go. I mean, you, you know, I've told you this, I'm sure, but I, I'm talking of nerds. When I was about six years old, I was completely precocious and was a complete Nelson nerd. And I, I, I corrected the chairman of the local Nelson History Society and made him look like a complete spanner because he didn't know what he was talking about. And me as a six-year-old knew more than he did. So I'm a complete What's Nelson that nerd. Six-year-old? I think she was a mastermind when she was like 12. Who was? Kate. Yeah, she's much cleverer than me. I've seen her videos, but I'm in love with her. I, I, you know, I'll just sit there going... When, you, when ah. you've seen Chittered and trying to climb Nelson's column with you in the middle of the night. Well, I'd like... go for that. I'd go for that. I, I, look, I, I need to go to this thing, dude. I seriously do. All right, yeah. we'll talk about it afterwards. Alex, yeah. you do a brilliant... Anyway, day trips as well. Yeah. Go, go investigate. Oh, we're doing the Mounsel Forts again this year. Oh, right. Star Warsy Forts out in off the coast of Medway from World War Two. Oh, right, cool. There we go. Yeah. Honestly, Alex is brilliant. She's a fantastic historian. If you've not listened to her um, History Hack podcast, then you're doing it all wrong. Uh, but the trips that she organises... Days. Yeah. What was it on Days. today? Was the Duke, uh, was the Duke of Windsor slash Edward the Eighth a Nazi? It's me, <laughs> Alex Larman, giving okay. him the kick he richly deserves. Did, was Gary Lineker on it? No. Oh, I just can I just say, I if he wasn't so rich, I might give a shit, but I don't. <laughs> he's been overpaid for his. I mean, like I don't even value his football opinions, and he's a football pundit, let alone his political opinions. Uh, so I, I don't know what he said. I don't know what it was in relation to. And I don't care. And I hope the dock is wages because he's got enough money. Well, the end. I can tell you, breaking news on Mixler, uh, Paul, lovely Paul Burgess has said, uh, Chidge, it's your moment. You should. Well, Alan Shearer's now said he's not doing Excuse it Excuse me. Thank you. Chidge, <laughs> it's your moment. You should present Match of the Day, fella. It's all kicking off on BBC tonight. Wright, Richards, Shearer, all backing Lineker. You and JK should present it together. 
yeah, I have one of those texts as well going, have you had a phone call yet? Yeah. Just, all no. three of us, fuck it, we'll all do it and then it'll be taken off air. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Enough. I'll... By saying, welcome to fucking match of the yeah. day. And at the end of that, Why the fuck are Chelsea not on first is the first thing can I'll I, say. Can I just say, though, speaking of people that tank their careers, I love Gary Neville. That round that they had. Careers, Alex. The row that they had after that 7-0 defeat, him and Jamie Carragher, that ended with the, them signing off the show on Sky and going, you've been watching Sky, and him leaning in and going, no, you haven't. You've been watching Liverpool TV. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his shit, and it was hilarious. Oh, that's quality. Well done, Gary Neville. Um, Alex, your history stuff is brilliant, honestly. I, I, I royally commend it. Drinking with Alex and learning about history at the same time, there are a few things better in life than that. Apart from maybe one thing, watching Chelsea... Um, Adam, sorry about that massive diversion off into history land there, but I couldn't resist. Al, uh, it's been fantastic having you on the show again. We've got you next week, I believe. Yes, yes, you have me here. Good. Well, I'm thoroughly looking to that. We love your knowledge and insight, and you are the voice of sanity on an otherwise completely batshit insane show. So well done, you. And talking of batshit insane, uh, JK, uh, three times a lady. No, three times a week we're doing shows. I mean, how it doesn't get better than that for me. Uh, well, if you keep writing your emails, it's going to carry on being three times a week, isn't it? Yeah, we got some. We, I had somebody who wrote to me today, Don. He knows who he is. He wrote to me today complaining that we hadn't read his email out this week. And I pointed out to him, I said, well, Don, we recorded the show at 2.30 on Wednesday afternoon and your email arrived at 4.12 p.m. that same day. Couldn't be done. That yeah. would be why. But don't worry. Oh, John's one of those people that complains on Amazon and gives one star because the packaging was dented, isn't no, it? No, he's lovely. He, just, he was laughing about it, actually, to be fair to him. I said, don't worry, we roll them all over. So, you know, you send them emails in, we will, we will read them out. And uh, we we get so many, we're, we're doing them as separate shows, which is great fun. JK, as always, brilliant to see you, matey. And uh, safe trip tomorrow with the lovely Georgia. Thank you very much indeed. Let's hope we win. Yeah. Damn right. OK, you lot in Mixler. Uh, lovely to have you join us as always. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you on Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Of the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 